Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center where you will hear from people who have stories that once seemed hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, my name is Tatum and I'm here with Joey. Hey guys and welcome to this podcast. Today we have a special edition of Stories of Hope. We have our executive director, Chris Wilson, with us today and we will be talking about 2020 as a whole for our organization and just hearing more specifically of how our year went as an organization. So Chris, how are you doing? I'm great and happy to be here. Yes. So um, Chris, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what 2020 looked like for the Dream Center? If, if I had to think of one word, I think you, Joey, everybody here would agree that 2020 looked different. The whole year was, was very different. And we had to step back a few times and look at how we're doing things and do things different than what we would have preferred. But God's faithfulness and goodness was never different. It was always the same. It always will be the same. So we still were able to serve a lot of people. Um, We still had 174 people come in for crisis intervention. That number's much lower than what we normally would have seen. But considering we we were forced to shut down the Dream Center to the public for 10 weeks, we were unable to have crisis intervention for that time uh, while we focused on our residents and children that lived here on site during COVID quarantine. And of those 174 that had come in, 80 of those were homeless. And we were also able to issue uh, what we call class vouchers, where we have uh, folks that come in and we want to get them connected into our classes um, so we were able to, to do that also. So many things that we were still able to do as far as helping people with housing and jobs, but just a, le- a lower number than what we normally would have seen. We know as, as we're here each day at the Dream Center that there are challenges. But what would you say, Chris, is the biggest challenge that we as an organization or you as a leader faced during 2020? That is easy to answer, although there have been so many challenges with being shut down, with having our store shut down, with having to do our big fundraiser virtually instead of in person, having groups that would normally come here and serve and help us not be able to come volunteer. I mean, the challenges have been many, but hands down, the number one challenge has been keeping our eyes completely laser-focused on Jesus and making sure that our staff, our volunteers, our donors are encouraged and not affected by the negativity and the things that are bringing division, discouragement around us. You know, it can creep in. And really keeping that right in front of our staff has been the most challenging thing because we have a board, we have volunteers, we have employees, and we have donors that are on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to their opinions about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or election um, opinions or issues concerning around the racism issues that are happening. And so our greatest desire as an organization was to show every one of those people how much we love them because we do. We dearly love them. That has been the greatest challenge. And as an organization, one of our core values is to be set apart. And I think that all that you're saying is the greatest way that we can be set apart as, one, Christ followers, but two, as an organization. So first and foremost, we are followers of Jesus. And so the way that we we were able to respond to 
all of the adversity and all of the challenges and all the negativity that our culture was pushing uh, was encouraging us to to pity ourselves and live in the sorrow of what was going on around us. Um, but we were reminded of, you know, First Corinthians 13, Chris, with mm-hmm. what we established within um, within our time of quarantine. So can you tell us a little bit about why First Corinthians 13 became kind of the backbone of our time during COVID and everything that came from that? You know, that it. I love that question because we as an organization, and y'all know, we have six core values. And we use those core values. We don't just hang them on the wall and say those are our core values. We read them every time we have a meeting with three or more people. Uh, We read our core values because it keeps us centered and it keeps us accountable. And it's real easy to say that your organization is uh, following Jesus. But what are you actively doing in a practical way on a daily basis to reflect that? And that's what's in our core values. So those six core values include putting Jesus first. Uh, We want to show people that they matter. We uh, value our jobs, and we say our jobs are important, and our team matters, and we want to be set apart. And then the last one is that great things never come easily, and we base those, base those on the Scripture. So when back in March and April, a lot of things were happening with COVID. There were a lot of questions. You know, do we require people to wear a mask? Do we not? Do we, you know, there's quarantine questions. You know, as a leader, you get just ask a lot of questions that you're not used to having to answer, about issues that you're not familiar with, I really just prayed my way through and begged God for direction because I'm not an expert in all those things. I heard so clearly from the very beginning of this from him, and he said, Chris, you don't have all the answers to all these mysteries. You do not know all about COVID and all the things that are not understood. But even if you did, I would point you to 1 Corinthians 13. And so when I read 1 Corinthians 13, it was it so resonated because the first thing it talks about is if you have, you know, all the knowledge of the world, if you have all the answers, if you know all the mysteries, and you don't have love, that your voice is like a clanging cymbal. And I thought, man, how annoying is a clanging cymbal in your ear if somebody's just clanging it, you know, over and over and over again. And so many people, um, I think, have experienced that, people sharing their opinions very harshly um, over these topics that are so controversial and so close to home and it's people are not hearing you if you're not loving people it's just like a clanging annoying gong and so I decided that I personally was going to use 1 Corinthians 13 as my guide we added that to our core values this year and it's pretty long to read 1 Corinthians 13 but we have read 1 Corinthians 13 Uh, for the last eight months in every meeting we have along with our core values to remind ourselves that no matter what somebody's opinion is, we're going to show them love. That, to me, is the clear answer. I specifically like that, our our core value number two, and the reason why we're loving people is because people matter. And how can we see or how how can we show people uh, that we care unless we love them where they are? And I think that's the biggest thing that the Dream Center does is loving people where they are. It's not a pretty picture sometimes when you walk into that, but I am so thankful to be able to do that and because people matter. And in a time where love is not necessarily everybody's first response, um, that's that's exactly. definitely something that I think that our, our society and our culture has lacked is compassion and empathy and uh, love in general. And as 
like we've said, as Christ followers, that should be our first response in all things, even when we don't agree with people. Because at the end of the day, if we're not showing them Jesus, then that doesn't matter. Like we argue about these things that are so temporary. They're of this world. But if we're not showing them the love of Christ, then they're never going to understand things that are that are eternal. And like you're saying, they're never going to hear us share the gospel with them because all they see is the things that we disagree on. So you would say, Chris, that the Dream Center overcome challenges uh, through prayer, your mm-hmm. personal, and and applying that to us as an organization. Is there any other ways that uh, you've seen how we have overcome challenges? I think just really remembering that we're all on the same team, and we try to do that at the Dream Center. It doesn't mean you have to agree on everything all the time, but we're on the same team. And even according to our core values— One of the scripture references that I really love to talk about is that you want to be, we want to be unified. And it says uh, in 1 Corinthians 110, I'm sorry, it says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. That is part of our core values as a team. It doesn't mean you always agree. It means you're giving each other the benefit of the doubt, you're showing each other love, and you know that you're all on the same team working for the same goal. And that's being lost out there, not only in the secular world, but in the Christian world. And I know all of us have probably seen behaviors or actions. It's been challenging for me. I've, I've had volunteers to, you know, challenge me in, in difficult ways because they have different opinions. And just to show them love despite differences. So we know that there's been a lot of challenges that have come from 2020, and we've just heard all the ways that the Dream Center has responded to those. Um, But what are ways that the Dream Center has specifically impacted our community, and how have we helped those um, help their lives this year? It has been so interesting to look back at all the things that have happened in 2020. Tatum and I were just talking before we started this about how when we were quarantined, basically during the 10 weeks the Dream Center was closed, it's like we turned into a daycare center because we had children and women here that couldn't leave and they couldn't go to school, they couldn't go to daycare, and we turned rooms into classrooms and nap rooms and PE rooms, and it was just crazy different. And Tatum and I were saying, that seems like a lifetime ago when we had to do that, and it was just this year, just a few months ago. But it's been a long year um, as we look back, but God has done it is incredible all the things that we've been able to accomplish. We have a new ministry called Project Sew that is encouraging people to learn how to sew. That's kind of a lost art these days, and it has become so popular. We were able to make over 3,000 protective masks during that quarantine COVID time when our residents had nothing else to do, and they were actually able to raise you know, money by doing that. After two years of, of praying and saving and planning, we were able to see our McKinney Opportunity Park built, which is amazing uh, goal that we had set that the Lord provided for. And just being able to serve our residents and see them graduate, um, encouraging those that we couldn't see during the time we were shut down and, and having those uh, ride-bys. We rode by and saw several of our clients and encouraged them and our volunteers. And launching this new podcast you know, that is something 2020 brought because we said, what if what if the world could hear the stories we get to hear all the time that we find so encouraging and decided to uh, start this podcast? So, so many things. I can't even list them all. 
but God has made a way. We were talking in our devotion here at the Dream Center this morning how we don't have to know everything. There's uncertainty all around us. We just have to know that God is the one directing our steps, and we have to take steps of obedience despite the uncertainty, and that's what we're doing here. So probably there's somebody listening to uh, this podcast, and they're sitting out there, and all the stuff that's going on around them, you know, they are feeling overwhelmed. They're probably feeling discouraged by the challenges, and and we've kind of hit on those some while we've been sitting here talking a little bit today. Chris, personally, uh, what would you say to them uh, in the middle of those challenges and discouraging times? I would say read 1 Corinthians 13 every single day and think of those situations and those folks or those things that frustrate you the most, maybe the situations that bring you frustration and discouragement the most, and look for ways to show visible love to people associated with those situations that you don't want to do, but that will help you be set apart. You know, you can respond like the world and do, do as the world does, or you can be set apart. And so that takes intentional steps, and you don't always want to do that. You don't always feel comfortable doing that, but if you will, it gets people's attention because that's not how the world typically responds. So um, there's this one particular instance where we decided that, you know, as teachers were coming in to teach at the Dream Center, that we would ask them to wear a mask. This is when things were starting to ramp up several months ago, and even having a volunteer who, who disagreed with that and was very upset to just stop and cough in my face and, you know, in jest, but to show it, to make a point. But instead of being angry or also responding in anger or difficult or having an ugly response, to just ask the Lord to see that person in their frustration and what they're going through and respond more lovingly. And that's not easy. You, you can't do that by yourself. But I would, I would say, lean on him, ask him for the ability to do that. This morning, also in devotion, one of our former residents, Destiny, but now she is on staff with us over Project So, she was talking about how um, she made a Facebook post about how this has been a year, 2020 has been a year where God has been so faithful to her, and this has been her, her best year yet, and it's easy for us to think of things out of perspective. We think that this is the worst thing ever, and by no means are we trying to diminish the hardships that many people have faced in 2020 because there has been a lot of loss and um, struggle and hardship and everything that comes with with all of that. But also, I would just say that we can we can look back and we can recall many moments of God's faithfulness. I mean, we're doing that right now as an organization. We can do that personally within each of our lives. So I would say also mm-hmm. for me, an, an encouragement would be to stop and to spend some time in prayer and reflecting on this last year because not everything has been horrible for everybody. There have been good moments that we are still here. We are privileged and uh, we are still breathing, which is, I mean, a gift in and of itself at the core of all things. But I think there's good in, in everything, even if uh, even if it has been really hard. So, You know, you mentioned great things. Um, being able to work very closely with Opportunity Village, great things is seeing those ladies graduate this year. Absolutely. And, and us still wondering through the midst of COVID, how are we going to make this work? And not backing down to the challenge, finding ways of which we can honor them for uh, the things that they'd accomplished for their year. Uh, that just That's one of those great things that happens. Uh, even I was thinking about our last core value, great things never come easy. 
we have realized that during mm-hmm. 2020. Um, but it's also seeing those things that man just go, wow, look at how good God is in the midst yeah. of those difficult circumstances. It's almost like the, the really good things are magnified even more. And we're even more grateful for those things. Even right now, we're going through Santa shop and that has been a struggle because mm-hmm. of all of the challenges that have come with virtual learning versus in-person learning and classes and shopping and all the things that we've had to just take more time and be more considerate of. But in all of it, we still get to serve families. We still get to provide Christmas for parents that have taken classes and have earned, you know, the the gifts that they're giving to their kids. And there's still going to be the joy of Christmas morning for so many families, even if it was a, a struggle for us. On Absolutely. Our administrative back end of all of it that we get to see uh, families receive joy and hopefully in that they got to see our efforts for the sake of God's glory above all things. Um, and I think that that's such a clear depiction of the gospel in, in and of itself. So it is, you know what you just reminded me Tatum last Christmas, every one of the kids in the opportunity village got a bicycle from the Santa shop program. And we did not know how important those bicycles were going to end up being because when COVID hit in March, and then I guess it was April when they could no longer go to school, they could no longer go to daycare, a couple of them, I mean, were three years old. They didn't even know how to ride their bike. They did not have a playground or anything to do. We were about to go crazy here trying to keep them entertained. And they would ride their bikes. And I remember Joey, was, we were trying to figure out how to replace the tires because they were so worn. They, they were, were wearing yeah, their tires the out. Yeah. We would go to Walmart. We didn't even know how to change to that. And we would switch that out. But we would go to Walmart and figure out how to do that. And we kept replacing their tires. But just watching them and, and several of them learning to ride their bike without training wheels. And I will never forget. This is, my, this is probably my favorite memory during that time. Because one of the children's three years old, he learned to ride his bike without training wheels at three years old because they were riding for hours. And the little sidewalks in the Opportunity Village were their roads. But then I got word within a couple days that there was an old piece of wood left out there and he had built a bike ramp and was trying to ride his bike off the bike ramp. And I was like, oh my goodness, somebody's going to get hurt. But it's just cool because they didn't miss a beat. Their joy, their, they didn't know that there was anything to be um, concerned about because they had the security and the safety and the love and the care of this place and they were just riding their bikes and it was cool for for us to be able to experience that with them to me was neat I still have a video of that day when they learned how to ride their bikes without training wheels and you know that's that's just a, a depiction of how we should be going through these circumstances just riding, you know, just riding your bike, mm-hmm. not a care in the world. And, and I understand there's hardships and there's there's adulting to be done. I understand that. But when Christ is involved, that's the safety and security that we should have through whatever circumstance and hardship we go through. Mm-hmm. Trust the Father and just keep riding, keep pedaling. He's, he's got it. And I love that. That's a very good comparison. So, Chris, looking into 2021, what would you say to those that may be listening and they feel challenged by what we are talking about and uh, they want to make a difference in their community? So what would you say to people that may be thinking those things? I'll tell you, like for me, as I go into 2021, I would say just take your next step, you know, and it can be overwhelming because you don't have to do these huge things or think that you've got all the answers or, you know, feel like you're in you're not qualified, just look for a need, 
I've read, you know, somewhere, find a need and fill it. So look around you, find a need and fill it and take a step forward. And then after you take that step, take another step and ask God, where would you have, you know, what are you passionate about? What really gets, gets you going? And look for a place to serve in that area, whether it's in your church or outside of your church. Um, there are so many needs. I mean, we have a plenty of needs at the Dream Center. Come, come help us out. Um, because we can use all the help we can get. But any organization where you feel led to go help them, just take a step because the less it becomes about you, um, the better you're going to handle the things happening around you that are going to bring discouragement and defeat. You need to be serving other people um, in order to overcome that. And if you sit home and it's just all about you, It'll swallow you up. And um, so going forward, me personally, I'm going to keep taking my next step and try to lead the Dream Center in our next step and trust God for what comes after that. Well, Chris, I want to say it's been a joy to kind of sit back and and go back over what 2020 has looked like, the hardships, but also the good times. And, And I am focusing on the good times because I just want folks to know that, man, there's there's hope. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you for joining us today and and just bringing to mind the things that we needed to remember from uh, from 2020. Well, I loved it. And we always like to to go over our year in review. So I can't wait to see what God's going to do next year. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on Stories of Hope. We will see you next time. And remember, one person can't do everything, but every person can do something. Thanks for joining us today for Stories of Hope. For more information about the Dream Center, visit our website at dreamcenterpc.org. Additional resources related to today's episode can be found in our podcast show notes.